Ladies and gentlemen, champagners, welcome back to the Champagne Rugby Podcast. On today's episode, I'm pleasured to be joined by Max Brown. Max, how are you doing? Yes, mate, I'm all good. I'm uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to having you on. I've been seeing you popping up and left, right, and centre on YouTube and TikTok and rugby. A big building a big name for yourself in the rugby space. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's uh, only been really the past couple of months and started to kind of take off within that that rugby scene, which was really unexpected. But yeah, I mean, here I am. How how did you first kind of get involved into becoming a content creator and building everything out for the in the <clears throat> niche? So specifically in the rugby niche, um, I've kind of started posting little clips of me playing rugby uh, on TikTok. So just any highlights from games and things like that, um, which people started to kind of enjoy. But all of my other content was mainly kind of like gym based or. Um, Nothing really to do with rugby. Um, so then I started to kind of see a bit of a gap that there was nothing really to do with rugby as a personality. Well, there's not as much, uh, whereas gym content, there's absolute tons everywhere. So um started to kind of lean into it a little bit a little bit more. And then um, yeah, the, the response was really good and just kept going. And now it is mainly all rugby. So... Yeah, I think you've niched down nicely, and I see you're wearing yeah. a Rober Academy uh, t-shirt there. And yes, definitely. Your, little, your mini empire, and maybe targeting that towards the rugby audience there. And yeah, yeah. What, what, what is it? Your kind of thought process when you're kind of making your videos. What is kind of the the step by step process of how you would? You've got your video. It, you yeah. get the idea, and then it goes into production. Okay, so I mean, if it's for well, any platform really, it's similar, similar process. So if I've got a YouTube video, I'll get the idea, which uh, normally takes a long time, which is a lot to think of ideas. Um, then I'll kind of just plan and storyboard everything. So, you know, all the uh, things you're going to need. So the titles, thumbnails, storyboards, different shots, everything like that. Get a good understanding of what the video is going to be. And that'll be the same for even a TikTok, just kind of what, Clips are going to be used, what script, um, then it, I'll film it. So we, we do that and then um, I edit everything afterwards myself as well. So to kind of get an idea, it's just you by yourself doing all of this? I've got um, a couple of videographers. So if I ever need, if I'm going um, away and I need someone to film for me, I've got that. But then the actual planning side of things um, and the content strategy is me and the editing everything post-production is me uh, at the minute. Fair enough. Kind of looking to expand a little bit, I'd imagine. Yeah, I just find it hard to give up that control with the editing. It's yeah. because it's one of, one of the things that I enjoy doing the most, so actually sitting there editing something that you've filmed raw and then putting it into something that's going to be... Um, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's hard for me to kind of give that control to someone else. I need to teach someone. Well, take a lot of time. I, I've seen on I've seen on YouTube you blew up really quickly, kind of with you've got to like 160k fo- uh, subs there quite yeah. quickly. What was there any sort of turning point video that kind of just blew it up, or do you think a lot of the uh, following came through TikTok at all? Or well, I think uh, I've been doing YouTube for quite a while um, before any kind of rugby stuff was posted. Um, 
and gained probably nearly 10,000 subscribers. But then I had one video, um, which was actually a short, where I dressed up as Money Heist, went into the gym, did a little skit about the Money Heist in the gym, which actually got 121 million views uh, or something crazy, which that gained me about 80,000 subscribers. Um, so then I was at that point then when I had 100K subscribers, but none of that viewership because of the they were just one-off random subscribers from a, a short. Um, but then when the rugby kind of game day vlogs, when I kind of found that format and other things around rugby that no one is really doing as a personality on YouTube, that started to really... Uh, grow the subscriber base so like you know each match day vlog would probably see maybe five six you know eight thousand subscribers per video um which was pretty pretty cool yeah it's crazy seeing like the sort of numbers um with champagne rugby for example over the last six months we've had over half a billion views i, I looked yeah. at the other day i was just like That's quite what crazy. Is it? Yeah, yeah um and where where does your sort of passion for rugby come from how did you kind of get into the sport so I mean I'd, I'd always played football in my whole life so um, up to the age of about 15 I'd always played football I'd, I'd done a few of the little sports um, but then at school we had to play rugby well I mean in my area like around Warsaw Birmingham it's not that big of a, a rugby kind of area so um Whenever we'd get rugby at school in PE, everyone would be like, oh, God's sake, love. you know, no one wanted to play it. But then there was one teacher that was really um, passionate about rugby and I started to play it with the school team and I started to enjoy it. I was like, I can just run at people and hurt them, <laughs> just run at them. So then I'd started to play and it, he was, you know, keeping me playing and then he said, Max, you've got to go to a, a club outside the school. So... I left my football team and then joined joined Warsaw. Yeah, I I see you promoting them quite a bit, getting the yeah. getting the club's name out there, which is obviously mm -hmm. really good for the local stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're playing on the wing, right? Yeah. Any sort of wingers that you kind of who do you look up to? Um, I think I love watching Anthony Watson play. Uh, I think to be fair, I look at a lot of sevens players just because of kind of the way I play. I mean, Dan Norton, absolutely. I love him. Um, and, but yeah, I think that's, I think one thing about me within the rugby space is I'm not like a proper rugby nose within, no, because I started playing when I was 15, uh, which was only you know, six years ago. I, I don't know all these players, everything. I've only, only been over the past probably two years that I've started to, kind of really watch rugby uh, and, and get, you know, get a bit more knowledge on it, um, which I think just kind of makes me stand out a little bit as well, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, because I'm not that typical rugby lad. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What's your kind of thoughts on, like, the typical rugby lad that kind of from the private school that's going? Yeah. Uh, I've seen you've done a few skits on... on yeah, that. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel... I've got a lot of friends who are like that, so it's uh it's pretty funny. And I, I think when I did those skits, uh, well they they got a lot of views. Um, they got quite a, 
quite a good response and they were quite funny. Um, but no, it is funny to kind of see the contrast of me uh, compared to that kind of typical rugby lad. Yeah, I have to say, I found I found those uh, videos quite entertaining. <laughs> um, talking of Anthony Watson, we, we actually had uh, his brother Marcus Watson on the podcast. Okay. So maybe, have you met Anthony before or done? No, I don't think I have now. Would that be an in, would that be a collaboration you'd like to? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think yeah, when I'm back in back in the UK, it'd be good to get some kind of rugby challenges or some kind of YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think there could definitely be some sort of opportunity. I I mean, I'd be more than happy to facilitate and help get. Yes, no, that'd be. If I've got the Marcus in the background. Yeah, no, that's some, great. Maybe like the brothers with yeah, yeah. Max, who's yeah. the fastest. Probably Max. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just chucking yeah. ideas out there. Yeah, yeah, no. But you have done a few collaborations. I saw you did a collaboration with Rugby Guy recently. How was that sort of yeah. experience? Yeah, that was really good. I think um, we'd been speaking for a couple of months, um, and obviously he's a great, great guy. He's got a big following in rugby as well, um, and I thought. Well, why not reach out? We'll get a rugby a YouTube video because I think we will probably do share a lot of the same audience. Um, and we both have different ones as well. So that was great. We just we had a right laugh. Um, we did a few TikToks, a YouTube video, which um, the response was really good as well. So I'm sure there will be many more uh, that's going to come in the future as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He's got a very big personality. And yeah. what's it kind of like in person in real life? Is he as he is on the camera, or is he is he a bit more chilled out? If you know what I mean, I think he's uh, he's he's still pretty pretty much similar. Um, you know, I think when the camera does come on, obviously you've got that bit more enthusiasm, but he's still pretty funny. You know, he's cracking jokes to me behind the camera, and uh, so now he's a, he's a great guy. Do you yourself kind of change your energy and your camera on presence, or was in, was that something that always came natural to you, kind of being on camera, or is it something that you kind of had to learn and develop over time? Yeah, I think um, I've always been pretty natural, pretty confident within speaking. Um, and when I was younger, like around ten to thirteen, I actually did some kind of local acting and things. So. Um, and my, my mom used to be uh, she's like a, she did some act, actress work as well which was um, you know it's always been pretty natural but definitely with the kind of camera and online personality that does come over time um, you know I've always been natural with it but then yeah you, you do learn how to just become a lot more comfortable on camera and um, so yeah it took, took, took a while but so good. Do you ever feel that sort of imposter syndrome at all when you are sort when you were sort of starting out? Yeah, slightly. Um, and yeah, it's weird, especially now. So, say if I go to Twickenham or um, you know Harlequins or whatever, and there's all these people coming up to me, you know, meeting a lot of fans or whatever. It's it's like I can't I can't believe that. It's it's weird because it's like you know you post a video and you see the numbers. But then to actually meet these people, that's when it's um, it really kind of sets in and it's like, there's actually people enjoying your content. So that's always a good experience. Yeah, as I can agree with that. Like, 
everything I do for my businesses is all yeah. online. And yeah, yeah. so we we work with a we work with a gym actually helping them acquire new clients, and it's kind of local to where where I live. And all the other clients I had, I had gained them from just emails and contacts. But they're they're all based in Canada, US, mm-hmm. Spain, Australia, mm-hmm. like not in the UK. So I moved. I lived in Spain for two years in Madrid, and I still yeah. kind of. I am going back uh, next week, actually, uh, to Alicante, which is uh, yeah. more, sort of yeah. near Valencia. And yeah, when I moved back to the UK, which was maybe about, uh, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, because I was traveling a lot, I then started you know, going around and looking for business in my local area with people that I knew. Okay. So we started, I started with the gym that's at my local rugby club. And to kind of see the impact that our work has on yeah. that gym, it just yep. really gets around your brain. Like, but mm. to see kind of how the impact is on the work that we are doing on a local level as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. really puts it into perspective. And it's like, yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, like I'm editing videos for companies in the Canada, and it's like. I don't know. I don't see yeah, what's yeah. going on, but then you no, see the numbers, and we've generated them like thousands, hundreds of thousands of sort of views, and yep. they run a competition, and we generate, we've generated hundreds of participants for that sort of uh, company. It's just like I don't see any of that though. But no, so no, no. totally relate to sort of what you're saying. But yeah, so you you went to Twickenham for a few of the Six Nations games, and I saw it was also the New Zealand game. What? Yep. How did that? But so was the first time you went to Twickenham kind of invited, was that the New Zealand game? Yes, that was, yeah. And yeah. how how did they sort of reach out to you? Was it kind of like through a PR company or something like that? Um no, it was just they DM'd me on Instagram, which was right. uh England really? Rugby, which was a pretty cool pretty cool thing to, to see. It's like do you fancy coming to watch University yeah. All Blacks? I'm like, Yes, definitely. Um so then yeah, we, we they got in contact with me then. Um and that that first first day was crazy because we I'd gone down with my nan, um, you know, we pitched side with Danny Care, uh, you know, what an experience. And then after that, we've kind of kept in touch, and now I've got now quite a few contacts there that England, and they're they're always great. And um, yeah, I've been to a few few games since, which 100%. is good. Yeah, and that moment I saw you were interviewing with Danny Care. And uh, with your nan, which she yeah. plays quite a big role in, she played quite a big role in your yeah, content. Yeah. But I imagine you're quite close in uh, everything. Can you just kind of dive into how that it was experience was for you having that, that moment, yeah, having it as real as it was. Yeah, 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 I definitely. Think I think, especially with my nan, um, because she suffers with dementia, that experience she still remembers that all the time. Um, and she she doesn't remember all the details, but she remembers being at, at Twickenham, you know, um, and that whole, whole experience, which, you know, to get some good pictures and to film it and kind of be able to show her that video again and it kind of brings back the memories. That's um, that's a great thing, really. Right. So it's honestly heartwarming to see that side of things. The, the actual real impact that rugby can mm. have on a community sort of base yeah. level 
I, I saw you made another interview uh, video that how rugby changed your life that kind of went yeah, yeah. pretty viral. Yeah. What what is kind of the the backstory behind how rugby did change your life? In yeah, so I think that was when I was a bit younger, I kind of lost interest in in most things. Really, I didn't really care about school, uh, etc. But then, especially with rugby, because I'd started to join, I joined a local team, but then I kind of fell out of interest. Didn't want to go to training, couldn't be bothered. Um, but then my mom had really kind of forced me to keep going training. Um, and then I think just having that structure each week as a kind of 16, 17 year old, you know, training twice a week, games on the weekend, that kind of kept me in in some sort of kind of structure within my life. Um, and then to still be playing now and kind of when you transition into that senior level, experiencing that kind of community feeling and, you know, everyone stays and drinks afterwards and and everything like that. So that's and then now for it to be kind of massive part of my career, it's uh it's made a huge impact in my in my life personally. Did you ever think that you were gonna go down this route in the way that everything's kind of shaped out to be? Or did you ever think about sort of going to uni or something like that? Yeah, so I, I initially was gonna go to uni. Um I, I did I did one year of sixth form, but then left. I then did a year at, um, like, through a college, but it was at Stourbridge Rugby. Um, and I was doing, like, a level three uh, personal training and coaching course. And I, the plan was then to go to university after that uh, to kind of focus on rugby. Um, but then the social media started to kind of pick up and I kind of realised, okay, so three years, four years at uni, isn't going to be the best use of my time. If I spent three, four years still building what I'm building now, then I'm going to be much further ahead than if I was if I went to uni. And I didn't need to go to uni. It's just kind of a something to fill the time. Smart decision. Smart decision. I, could, yeah. I, I did go to uni. So I went to uni in Sheffield and Madrid. Mm. And... You know, you you have a lot of nice memories. You have yeah, a yeah, party life. You learn a lot, but the stuff you learn in in the classes, yeah, yeah. You don't learn much in in no, the class. And then what ends up happening is, so I studied mathematics and Spanish, and yeah. I didn't, I haven't used any of that. But I would have maybe twelve hours of class a week max, and then mm-hmm. that that was it. And I, the rest of the time, I had. Hundreds of hours, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, of how I got into sort of starting up uh, rugby pages. Oh uh, um, yeah. And and whatnot. And now it, now we're here having this chat. Yeah, of course. Pretty nice. Um. So yeah, you're kind of talking of Spanish and Sp- do you speak any Spanish? Yo hablo español. Sí, habla bien. Sí. Como es. Bien. I do know. It's a lot. I can get my way around Spain. Vivo aquí for three meses. Um, I don't know what else. I, 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 enough, I can enough, enough navigate to there. flirt with the girls, essentially. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> you got it, I'll, I'll, send yeah. you, I'll send you a few um, pick-up lines after the, after yeah, the podcast that'd be, that'd be and sort you out with some like silly stuff that will break the ice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And how is the sort of... Part, it's your second year in Marbs. How is your yeah. kind of... How is it treating you? How's your experience so far? Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm really looking forward to 
kind of just getting as much content as I can here. Um, the gyms out here are insane, like some of the biggest, best gyms in the world. So as we are in off-season, um, I'm going to be able to get a lot of content from the gym. Um, obviously, it's nice to be in the sun as well. And I'm also playing rugby sevens in Gibraltar in a couple of weeks. Um, so that'll be really fun. And it's only a kind of like 45, 50 minute drive from where I'm, where I'm staying. Um, but yeah, it's, it's much better than, than Birmingham. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. Um, how's how's the nightlife? You've been you've been out on the on the lash much? Yeah, we've um, we went pretty hard the first week, uh, which is definitely taking a toll. I think I'm just about recovering now. Uh, but no, it's 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 pretty pretty lively out here, and uh, there's always something to do. Many backflips. Yeah, I think I don't know if I've done any backflips yet. I did one on the beach. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice. I saw that was kind of one of your things. How yeah, how are you kind yeah. of thinking about positioning yourself in terms of the building your brand? So what I'm referring to here is with rugby guy. He's known for the goose step. Yeah. What, how are you kind of positioning yourself and building yeah, your yeah. Is there one thing that is iconic that you want to build up? Or do you mm -hmm. think, it, or is there kind of something you're planning? You're kind of just waiting for something to happen. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think, I, I don't know if there's like a one specific thing yet. That might come as time goes on. But um, I think at the minute, I am probably one of the only people producing kind of that, that high quality content on YouTube for rugby. Um, so whether that is a, a match day vlog, which has never kind of been done. I, I think that's what really stands out is that I'm playing kind of level six rugby, which is, you know, not super high professional level, um, but it's on a really professional camera. Um, so that, just to see, you know, the majority of UK, Ireland, Everywhere, you know, that's that's so relatable that they they do the same thing on a Saturday. They you know yeah. wake up, play with the lads. Um, so I think that's kind of the that niche that I have got. Um, but then there's I think just kind of other personality things that I would, I would potentially incorporate within that. Um, so if it's a backflip or doing things with like man or you know, um, but yeah, kind of I always like to stay quite open to be able to do whatever I want. I need I need someone like you in my team, uh, doing yeah. all the content stuff because I'm I'm very good at the sort of the business side of stuff. But yeah. when it comes to like the the actual videoing and editing mm -hmm. is something I need to work on and I I'm learning all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. For example, I was invited by BT Sport to the final, the Prem final for the first time. Okay. And that was kind of my first sort of you know, putting myself out there on the camera. Obviously, yeah, yeah. the podcast is just a chat. You can chat away. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's a nice format because it's like you're talking. Yeah, you're talking to me. Just, uh, yeah. Like, is it how many podcasts have you sort of done, or was this the first one? No, I've done quite a few. Um, I've done. This is my. I think this is my first or second online one. Uh, so on Zoom, but then I've done. I did one in Marbella last year. Uh, probably done half a dozen. Have you done any other rugby ones? No, this is the first rugby one, I think. I think that'll be good for your sort of niche. Yeah, yeah. The collaboration will be... Uh, yeah. 
What in, so you were mentioning there that you uh, you do a lot of the sort of online with the YouTube videos, and I imagine that's mm -hmm. maybe one source of kind of revenue stream that you've got coming in. How does kind yeah. of your business break down in terms of the different revenue streams, and where yeah. where does most of your sort of um, yeah revenue sort of drive from? Okay, so there is this, a couple really that the main ones where it would be. YouTube, so actual Google AdSense revenue, um, which is quite a decent, I'd say, probably, I can't mean, to be fair, probably about 20, 30%. Um, then there'd be, I've got one-to-one uh, -one coaching, so I don't really post about this too much anymore, um, but I've got like a one-to-one -one coaching online all through my, an app, uh, which is, the biggest chunk of, of um, income, which would probably be about 50-60%. Um, then I've got brand deals, so any kind of sponsorships, salaries from companies, um, and then just extra little bits of maybe, you know, TikTok or uh, one-offs like brand deal. Um, but then obviously we're now looking to launch um, Robo Academy, which um is, I'm, I'm really excited for. Yeah. Why don't you kind of break down sort of what inspired Rover Academy and yeah. how you see it going? So I think um, over the past probably four or five years, I've been like coaching, personal training, um, doing online coaching and building everything about much more knowledge on training and nutrition. Um, and then it's been about two years now I've been doing online coaching. So before that, I used to work in David Lloyd and I was just kind of on the floor. Um, but then as as I continued to grow, I didn't have that time to specifically one-to-one -one coach people, have weekly check-ins with them. So now what I've been doing over the past six months plus is just building everything into this one platform from scratch, which is mainly based uh, around rugby players so forwards backs no matter what your position i um i've also got jake who is um at my head like strength and conditioning coach who has helped out with all of the rugby programming um and yeah that's the idea is to just give it kind of the access to people to have a platform where they're able to train they know what they're doing they've got the right kind of programs nutrition side of things as well they've got meals uh, calories etc and for it to be accessible to everyone at a cheap price so it's uh, going to be 20 pound a month so it's literally you know less than a pound a day um and for what you're getting what you're actually getting in there the value it's definitely worth a lot more than that but i know i could charge a lot more than that but because of the audience i'm trying to aim towards and kind of the audience i have I want it to kind of be a bit more accessible for everyone. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you watched? Um, have you heard of a guy called Hamza on YouTube at all? Yes, I think I think so. Yeah, I think what will be kind of the make or break that will because I've seen there's a few sort of online academies already with some the Sam Warburton Academy, yeah, yeah. and then you've yeah. also got a few of the other guys that are kind of doing their online courses. Yeah, um, I think what will make yours more innovative or more mm -hmm. niche is that you have that mass following yeah. and i if 
I'll send you sort of a, a YouTube video after this uh, podcast. There's um, mm -hmm. where the value of community, and I think yeah. if you can build a community around yeah, yeah. the people that are members of your um, of the gym of the Rover Academy, then that is what will keep people recommending yeah. to all of yeah, their yeah. mates. And yeah. you can start like throwing events. You can do yeah. you can do all sorts because you've built up yeah, yeah. the following now. It's yeah, just. Yeah. Right. I'm sure this has been on your mind for the last six months. How do I yeah. monitor? How do I monetize that? Yeah. And I definitely think having that community based in there is what it will be the the main. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, I'm that, sure that that yeah, that's definitely a big part that I want. So we've actually got like a community group feature within the app. Um, whereas in there, I want to kind of be posting exclusive like content that's not elsewhere. Uh, I'll be able to kind of interact with people as well. So. Maybe each week there's like a Rover Academy try of the week or play of the week that's going to be posted. Um, so no, definitely having that community aspect of it is going to be a massive part. It's kind of going to be like your personal only fans in a way. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll get to see double backflips or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be some good crack, good crack. So yeah. you're obviously in in Marbella now. Any, you're a bit of a traveller then, or is it kind of you like you like Marbella specifically for for the personal sort of experience? Kind of what kind of brought you to Marbella? Um, well, I've travelled quite a lot throughout my life with my family and things. So we've been all over America, um, quite a few places in Europe as well. But then I think just with Marbella specifically last year, it was mainly the kind of gym scene. So just how amazing the gyms are, but then also the kind of the people here, there are a lot of like-minded kind of business people uh, within the fitness industry specifically. So that was always a kind of that, that initial move. Um, and then again, to be here this year with the same friends that I was last year, you know, it's, um, it's kind of compare where we were last year to now. It's, it's, it's funny to kind of see that and then just continue to try and help each other all to grow. To, um, it's a massive benefit, really. How, how important do you think it is to have that solid group of close friends, though, in working towards similar goals that you are? Yeah, I think that's that's really important. You can't do everything, you know, on your own. It's you need those second opinions. You need that, um, you know, the ability to help other people as well, because um, that kind of just solidifies your knowledge um, and. Yeah, I think if you're surrounding yourself with people that are achieving more than you or want to get to the same kind of point of where you you know your ambitions are, then that's that's massive, really. So, what is the what are the ambitions? Where where do you want to get to? Sort of mm -hmm. one year, two year, five years from now. So I think I don't really know. I never I never look too far. I know I know kind of the overall goal is that I want to be you know, whether it is in that rugby space, um, which I'm guessing it will be, or fitness or just kind of, who knows, personality, whether, you know, I want to kind of just impact millions of people um, through content. Um, and then with, whether that's owning a couple of businesses as well alongside that and being able to travel and, and enjoy myself, that's, uh, yeah. that's the main thing. What is it that sort of motivates you? Where What sort of, lifestyle is it that you're what are you kind yeah. of aiming for because to put yourself out there on the cameras mm -hmm. obviously you lose a lot of the sort of privacies that you might
might have had yeah. it. It's kind of a risk, right? It's kind of yeah, yeah, definitely. What is it that motivates you to put yourself out there in that sort of way? So I think definitely the lifestyle that you see of kind of YouTubers, you see these, you know, the travel, cars, etc., is a motivation. But realistically, like I know it might seem ten cliche, but I actually love just making videos. Like I've been making, I have had YouTube channels since I was like twelve. Um, you know, probably had eight or nine YouTube channels before this one, which were just, you know, me riding a scooter or playing FIFA or, you know, whatever. But then I actually just love the process of making those videos and then seeing that positive response. Um, and then as time goes on, seeing that audience grow and the response kind of come with that, it's, it, that's what's most enjoyable for me. I think that's where you get it right. You're very authentic and very relatable. Mm. So a lot of people mm. can connect to you in a very authentic way, yeah. which they don't get with rugby because rugby no. is very, it's kind of hierarchical in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very hard for the fans to connect to the yeah. teams in that way because of the hierarchy and all the selection mm -hmm. processes and everything yeah. like that. So I think that you found, like you said, you found your, your sort of content strategy and i think it's mm -hmm. kind of working very well speaking of which this is a rugby podcast but we've yep. not really dived too much into the rugby so now yep. i want to kind of focus some questions more around your current thoughts on the rugby space and just pick your brains on some favorite yep. players yeah yeah we've got a few rugby rugby nerds in in the audience there yeah so what is your thoughts on the current situation of rugby so I think at the minute, it's probably not in its best position it has been. Um, but I do think that they've kind of realised that. So, I mean, I'm only talking really here from like a social media side of things because that's really all I think I could talk on. Um, and I think, you know, that there is a lot of, after having talks with a lot of England, um, England rugby, even Prem sides, that they're trying to build their TikTok. They're trying to build and push out to the younger audiences. They're trying to use creators like myself to, to kind of engage with the fans. Um, so, you know, I think it is a, it's probably, it's a lot further behind than maybe football. Uh, you know, don't have that, that same interest, but to see that they're trying to do something now, I think, you know, it's hopefully only heading forwards. And how important do you think the creators are in building the space yeah. of rugby? I think it's massive now because, you know, these younger kids that sitting on their phone on TikTok all day and they're sitting, you know, just watching YouTube or whatever. And, and if you're not engaging and inspiring those kids to continue playing, then they're not going to. And I think within rugby as in the kind of like England, et cetera. If you search rugby on YouTube, all that will come up is the highlights or, you know, Prem highlights, which isn't relatable. It's just something to watch that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the game. But then I think using creators to be able to promote that and actually be a role model for younger kids to look up to, that's what's going to kind of keep them playing. I've, you know, I've had tons of messages, comments saying, that they were going to quit or they've started playing again. And to see that is, 
it's massive to, to see them actually making a real impact that people are continue playing. Yeah, that's um, solid, solid weight. What do you think from having what you just said? Mm-hmm. What do you think is one thing that you could do to improve on your messaging and your social media content? On my own, um, I think probably to to maybe just push them to actually play a little bit more or if it's people watching who don't play or talk about their importance because maybe sometimes mine is just show, showcasing it and not as much kind of like being a bit more motivational or giving advice. Uh, but I guess that kind of comes with that fine line of entertainment versus kind of uh, educational value. What is the balance then? How do you kind of strike that balance? Um, that's one thing that is, it's always tough to, to find um, because if it's purely entertainment, you know, it's a different type of value that you're adding than maybe some educational or motivational um, value. But then I think naturally it kind of just comes whether you're, you know, de- defining kind of the format of the video is, okay, this part is the educational part. You know, this part's more entertainment. Um so it's hard to find that balance, really. It's difficult because you want to grow your brand and that's where yeah. the entertaining stuff comes in, but you yeah. want to have an impact and that's where the educational stuff comes yeah, in. Yeah, of course. So it's like, it, I have to think about these sort of things as well because now I'm <laughs> wanting to take Champagne Rugby yeah. even bigger and become more mm. of a face for that. So it's kind of finding that fine balance because I, I can have videos that will do hundreds of millions of views like you, you saw. Mm-hmm. And they're very entertaining. They bring a lot of eyes to rugby. But then at the same time, to have that more intimate connection with the audience, you've yeah. got to really sort of, it's more long form. Like that's why I do the yeah, podcast, yeah. for example, because people yeah. are uh, listening to the podcast. Hopefully they can find some sort of inspiration or motivation that comes from listening to pro players, influencers, yeah, yeah. creators, yeah. and pundits. And yeah. from that, you can drive not just your entertaining side, but also your sort of motivational side, which is having a true, true impact. But then, yeah. then again, like we were saying earlier, you don't really, you don't really see that sort of because yeah. it's just sort of those numbers on a screen. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really, really, uh, really niche in a, in many ways. Um, so now I'm going to break it down. What are your predictions for the Rugby World Cup? England. I think I'm, I've, got, I've got to say England to win because I remember last time I was at uh, England rugby, I, I kind of second-guessed England and <laughs> I got some stick from Danny Kerr. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be an exciting tournament. Uh, the Six Nations was great. So um, hopefully England can, 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 can win. Do you think Ireland will flop at the quarters? Uh, no. I, to be honest, I can't. I can't really give you these entertaining predictions. <laughs> I, um, I don't really follow it too much. Um, so, who knows? I, I just know I want England to win. A very unbiased point of view. Yeah. There. Who's yeah, your yeah. club team that you support? I'd say I don't support anyone. Um, I, I get this question so much: It's who, who do you support? What prem team? What prem team? And it's like I said, because I only started kind of playing when I was 15, 16, I haven't grown up watching rugby. My family are on a big rugby team. 
So I just watch the highlights and enjoy watching the rugby rather than I've, I haven't got that kind of a attached attachment to any team. What about football team? The same, really. I mean, when I was younger, maybe it would have been Villa just because my granddad, etc. But then again, I weren't like a diehard Villa fan. I, I can 100% uh, relate to this because yeah, yeah. I, I get asked as well who, who I support, mm-hmm. obviously running a rugby channel. But mm-hmm. I'm very, it's weird because I'm quite indifferent to, yeah. to it in many ways. And I'm not really sure why. I, I played I played a bit for Gloucester growing up in the academy section. Mm-hmm. And Gloucester is my team. But okay. when they win or lose, it doesn't impact how I sort of feel in that sort of yeah, way. Yeah. I'm just kind of, I, I love when they win. But when yeah. they lose, it's kind of, okay, maybe I should be more sort of loyal to a certain team or something. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just kind of the, I prefer playing than watching in many ways. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely. a big sort of difference, uh, mm-hmm. point of difference there. And um, what about yourself? How, how do you kind of do your sort of mindset and mentality? What What is it? How does Max Brown sort of think? In terms of? Are you quite, a, are you quite um, let's say something goes wrong and yeah. how do you sort of react when things do go wrong? Are you quite emotional reactor reaction? Quite logical no, def- in many ways. I'm, I'm definitely a logical reaction reactor. I, I just kind of think, okay, something's gone wrong. You know, can I do something about it? If no, move on. If yes, do it. <laughs> you know. And what what would be your sort of advice for maybe younger people that are trying to become sort of bigger? Grow their maybe Instagram and mm-hmm. content creation in a similar way that you've done. So I think the main thing really is when you're starting, you kind of overthink things a lot. You think you need a camera. You think you need to be able to edit perfectly. And you're comparing that to creators who've been doing it for years. Whereas I'd just say, literally just start. If I would watch back my first videos, they're absolutely terrible. But the only way you are going to learn is continuously posting, continuously learning about every aspect of that whole process. So it is just about, you know, if you want to do it, just do it and start and then everything else will come along the way. 100%, 100%. Baby steps, take those first mm-hmm. steps and you'll get there. Have you got Definitely. any sort of exciting collaborations or projects that you've got coming up that the audience uh, can look forward to? Um, yeah, well, obviously, Rober Academy is what we've uh, already touched on, really, which I'm really excited to launch and I'll do believe a lot in that in those programs and that kind of whole community that we're looking to build. Um, in June, well, end of June, I'm playing at Gibraltar Sevens, and that's with Rob Lipsit. I don't know if you know him. He's quite a, a big, big influencer in kind of the fitness space. Um, so he's playing for my Sevens team, and he hasn't played rugby for probably ten plus years. And basically, I've got a whole rugby team full of bodybuilders, which that's going to be hilarious to kind of see that. Um, and then obviously the, the World Cup's coming up in September, so we'll see. Hopefully, um, I'll maybe get it to France and, and watch a couple of games there as well. Hopefully, get you hoping for some get get some invites or something. Or yeah, let's you got some... have you already bought some tickets or what? What's the no? What's the I, w- I won't be buying tickets yet. I'm just gonna wait to see what we can uh, what we can do. Hopefully, get some some brand deals and things out there. 
Well, you've heard it. You've heard it here first, Max. Max is uh, yeah. ready, ready for those juicy brand deals. I am, yeah. if, if there's anyone that wants to take me to France, um, let me know. That that's the dream. That's uh, that's yeah. my goal as well. So <laughs> likewise, if you want uh, yeah. access to half a billion uh, yeah, yeah. in six months, it's probably going to grow. So you know, you've got the two boys here. Definitely. What are sort of some topics or themes that you prefer or enjoy covering in your videos, and why are those topics or themes important to you? So on YouTube, I, I always enjoy doing match day vlogs, just that kind of theme of that because of how relatable it is, how much the people are in, enjoying them. Um, other than that, I think I do enjoy making workouts and kind of that educational side of being in the gym because I think there is a lot of, especially rugby players, who don't actually know what they're doing in the gym. There's probably... 70% of my team, my local team, who don't even train in the gym. And that's just, it, it baffles me, but it is because they don't know. And I'm sure it's probably very similar across the country. Um, so I do like to kind of do that educational stuff to help people to be able to then, they can do that work out themselves or learn a little bit more about it. Do you, do you have any sort of stories from when you have been invited to these sort of events or just from blowing up in social media? of sort of individuals that kind of had an impact on you or reached out to you um, that you're like, oh, shit, I've, I've sort of, I've, mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm talking to this person right now. Yeah, well, I think it's quite funny. When, when I went to the Harlequins end of season dinner, well, first off, they invited me to the, their end of season dinner. I was like, why am I here? Uh, but then to kind of speak to like Caden Murley, Danny Kerr, all of these guys who follow me and they've said they've all watched the videos, which is like hilarious to think that the Harlequins team are watching Warsaw or, and me. Um, and then also Josh Bassett, he reached out to me, said he loved the videos um, and he started a, a drinks brand. So he actually came to my house um, and gave me some drinks and we did a, a quick quick video of mine as well which is, which is really funny to kind of, kind of uh, experience that do you think you've grown in confidence as all of this has kind of gone gone on yeah definitely um i think that kind of when you do meet someone it's like it's danny care but then when you do speak to them it's kind of they're just normal people you know they're completely exactly the same as me so kind of having that that kind of backs up their confidence a lot more yeah uh, for the rugby so for the Prem rugby final um, mm. last week what I did was so I was invited on the on maybe the like with a week or two in advance and yeah. I had very little time to sort of prepare anything so I booked yeah. all my accommodation and tickets out mm. to to the match I flew in from Spain uh, yeah. and then went to the match and I decided to buy a champagne bottle to gift. The original plan was to spray the bottle like all over the picture yeah. or next to the trophy or something because yeah, it's a yeah. little brand with champagne rugby. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that would be a class sort of uh, viral okay. moment. But then, you know, you talk to sort of the PR sort of side of things and you realize maybe it's not a great idea mm -hmm. to clean everything up. So I, I managed to sneak the, bo the bottle in uh, and through, through the security. 
And what ended up happening was um, I, I gifted I gifted the bottle to Ugo as a um, yeah. as a, as a thank you because he's been on the podcast before, and I think okay, he kind okay. of had a word around and said, "Look, these guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're good, good lads. So let's try and try and get them to the final or something." And um, there's Austin Healy. He just walks past, and he's like, mm-hmm. he, "As I'm giving the bottle, he's kind of like, Where, where's my bottle? Yeah, where's yeah. my bottle?'" But yeah. the 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 starstruck moment was when. I, I was walking through the car park and with the co- kind of content teams who had Rugby Joe and Rugby Pass there yeah, as well. Yeah. And I, I walked up and we the we went to like the area, the meeting area, and mm. suddenly Brian O'Driscoll's there. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. Brian yeah, O'Driscoll, yeah. nice to meet you. And yeah, I was yeah, like, bloody, yeah. <laughs> bloody hell, like Brian O'Driscoll. <laughs> I, I remember, play, I, I told him, I told him, I used to play uh, rugby. I played a lot of rugby World Cup 2011 on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. I said to him, oh, I used to play. <laughs> I used to play as you on my uh, on my yeah, rugby yeah. team on the PS3. And I was just like, this Fantastic. is a very surreal moment. But then he was like, just asking me questions about what I was doing for the bank holiday Monday. Yeah, and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going away. My boys down down on the Monday. I'll be a great great crack. But he didn't say it like that. Obviously, my eyes yeah, yeah. terrible. <laughs> but, um, just to have that okay. moment, it's like bloody hell. This is real now. This is real, and it's like finally come to sort of life which is why i was kind of looking forward to this podcast because i feel like we've gone through a similar maybe to get there in different ways but the same sort of Mm -hmm. result of being that rugby influencer sort of area and Mm -hmm. so what is the most common misconception or stereotype about you about me i'd probably say uh that people think that I kind of maybe I love myself a bit too much. I'm a bit, uh, a bit cocky, a bit arrogant, maybe, um, and that's probably coming from the more gym-based things of you know topless pictures and, and things like that. Um, whereas in reality, I kind of the real me was making videos with my nan, <laughs> and uh, you know just enjoy being a bit of a nerd editing. Okay, I I write I write that a lot. Yeah. I think that we can definitely be misconstrued on how we are online. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people kind of forget that that's a um, it's a personality. Essentially, yeah, of course. For entertainment course. purposes only. Yeah. So thank you for the first part of the podcast. We're now just going to quickly jump into the quick fire uh, fan questions, and I'll keep mm-hmm. it as we've actually had quite a lot of questions coming in, even though we only posted it an hour ago. Um, okay. So I'm just going to pick the best ones, and then we'll sort of go from there. So, first one's from Bobby. He said, what's your, been your worst injury and how long did it take until you played again? Uh, I broke my ankle and that probably took about 10 weeks to get back in. Lewis Sanchez McBride would like to know, why did you let the rugby guy win in your challenge video? I mean, he's a tough tough guy to beat. I mean, that, that goose step was, uh, was lethal, so... There's not really much I could do about that one. Danny the Kid said, are you going to be participating in Love Island anytime soon? No. Uh, Big Boy Rugby would like to know, what is your max bench, squat and deadlift? Bench, 125, squat, 185, deadlift, 230 kilograms. The last question from Archie is, what is the best way to get motivated for the gym? 
don't rely on motivation. The discipline is what's going to keep you there. Perfect. Well, that's the end of the podcast today, Champagners. Max, you've been, it's been a pleasure. Where could people find you on the socials if they want to check it out? It's Max Brownio on all socials. Um, yeah, that's right. it. Max Brownio. We're now going to be yeah. saying Max Brown. Ciao. And uh, yeah. we'll see you next time, Champagners. And be sure to yeah. give us a subscribe.